KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. And carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday. It is February 12, 2021. Good to be with you on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We have a great show lined up for you this morning. I hope you can stay tuned for the entire hour. As always, one of the highlights of the week for me, anyway, and I know you enjoy it as well because we get great feedback. Doug Keck joins us every Friday to give us an inside look at the upcoming programming of EWTN. We call it the Inside Word. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a Fact Check Friday. I'm going to take a look at what the media aren't telling you, surprise, surprise, about all this discussion about males identifying as girls entering into female sports. Why aren't the media asking the important questions, especially involving feminists who are speaking out against this? Very interesting to me. Why aren't they doing it? I think I know the answer, and you probably know the answer, because if they address the points that the women are making about what this will do and is doing to women's sports and how it's discriminatory and how it will definitely impact scholarships and athletic opportunities for girls and young women, high school, college, well, then we have to recognize that there's a difference between men and women. There's a biological difference between men and women, and we can't have that. We can't look at who we are made in the image and likeness of God. And these women who are speaking out are not coming at this from a conservative or a religious perspective. I mean, look at look at J.K. Rowling, for example, right? Not a fan of hers, but I was glad that she spoke out about this. And she said, it's, it's ridiculous what we're doing to women. It's affecting women in all kinds of areas, not just the area of sports. But she was talking about the obvious denial of reality. And again, I'm not a fan of hers, but uh, she did speak up and, and she was basically canceled by the culture in terms of blocking her and, and making fun of her and calling her, you know, an extremist and everything else. And then you have so many of these other incidences that are happening across the country similarly. But when you put out a story and don't address the obvious questions, that's not a story. That's another piece of propaganda. So we'll take a look that look at that in Fact Check Friday. And then wrapping up being that we are entering into... St. Valentine's weekend. Steve Ray joins us about a different topic, something that he hasn't talked too often about, but really a beautiful insight into marriage from a truly Catholic perspective. He and Janet, praise God, have been married for 44 years. They have four children and 18 grandchildren, and he has some advice and has some insight and also has a beautiful word of encouragement for those who may be in a difficult marriage or may be single or divorced or maybe just kind of now it's a it's a tough weekend for for a lot of people and and I think it's important for us to acknowledge that and I acknowledged it in my newsletter my latest tea's tea time and the one thing that we all need to encourage each other with is the fact that our most important relationship when we talk about this issue of love is to be in love with the Lord numero uno that comes first God comes first and I encourage all of you out there, as I did in my newsletter, which you can find at my website, TeresaTomio.com, that whatever state of life you are in, that God loves you. And he loves you right where you're at, but he loves all of us too much to keep us there. So I addressed that in my newsletter in a fun little video there. And I also have a link to something that was put together years ago 
uh, online. It is available. It's called God's Love Letter, and it's a compilation by, uh, was done by a Protestant minister. It's beautiful. And it's a compilation of verses from the Old and New Testaments about God's love. So if you're kind of in the, in the doldrums right now and kind of overwhelmed by everything that's going on, just look at the cross and then remember how much God loves you and look at that love letter. It'll change your attitude. So we'll talk about all that, and hopefully if you feel like joining in the conversation, you're more than welcome. A lot going on in our world. There's a breaking story out of New York. Huge story. Now, it'll be interesting to see how much coverage this gets outside the Fox News is and, and, and the other sites who, who cover these stories. Not that I don't have an issue with some of the stuff Fox has done lately, but they're, they're covering this story in a big way. It's just heartbreaking. But the truth is coming out about the information that was withheld. This is according to an FOI uh, that was filed, Freedom of Information Request, and all this information now coming out. Big, huge report that Democratic lawmakers know now that there was information that was withheld on COVID-19 deaths at nursing homes. So this is a a big pro-life issue, correct, right? Because we are a pro-life people from womb to tomb, and this is really important, and I'm sure there'll be coverage on EW10 News Nightly and Raymond Arroyo's programs, uh, and we'll keep you posted here. So that'll be our lead story for this morning. Also want to thank Vanessa Denhagarmo and Sherry Brownrigg for filling in for me next week. I'm taking a few days off to spend some time with the good deacon, Deacon Dominic, and God willing, be back a week from Monday on the 22nd. Yeah, Monday the 22nd. Oh, my goodness, there is so much to talk about. And the weather, well, um, a lot of us are going to be facing some pretty bad stuff out there. There is a storm that's moving through. Let me just give you a quick summary. Cold Arctic air mass draping across much of the country will continue to aid the development of wintry precipitation from coast to coast. Now, why can't they just speak English when writing this weather forecast? I'm sorry. This is just like, talk like normal people. It's going to be cold. You're going to have a lot of rain and ice. Be careful. It's going to be across the country. Heavy snow from the Pacific Northwest. Freezing rain impacting portions of the plains, the south, and the mid-Atlantic. There, I just rewrote the whole thing. Anyway, it drives me nuts when they do that. So the storm is sweeping across the country. Be very careful. We'll have a story on the update of that accident in Texas. It was horrific, about a mile long because of black ice. All right, let's get to the news. It is a Friday morning leading into St. Valentine's Day, wrapping up National Marriage Week. Let's see what's happening in and around our world. A top aide, as we mentioned, to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo told leading state Democratic lawmakers, according to Fox News and the New York Post, that the administration had withheld data on COVID-19 deaths at nursing homes to avoid federal scrutiny. This, according to a bombshell new report, the revelation prompting condemnations and even talk of impeachment in Albany, that's the state's capital. Republican Representative Lee Zeldin of New York wants the Department of Justice to open an obstruction of justice investigation. He says the families of thousands of dead New York seniors deserve accountability and justice for the true consequences of Governor Cuomo's fatally flawed nursing home policy and the continued attempts, he said, to cover it up. New York Post first reporting that Melissa DeRosa, secretary to the governor, told leading Empire State Democrats that the administration feared the data could be quote-unquote used against us by the Justice Department during a video conference call. 
the Department of Justice began investigating nursing home coronavirus deaths in four states back in August, and New York was one of them. Now, you may have heard the story about meteorologist from Fox News, uh, Janice Dean, who lost both of her her, both her mother and father-in-law to COVID in a New York nursing home and had spoken out about it and even testified about it. Here's her reaction to the news. This is the most damning because someone admitted it and someone reported it and it looks like they covered it up the whole time. And the fact that they had a closed door meeting with Democratic lawmakers to apologize to them instead of the people who don't have their loved ones today is just icing on the cake. Freedom of Information details released Wednesday revealing the nursing home death toll was far higher than previously reported and that those numbers emerged just two weeks after the state's attorney general found that numbers released before the end of last month were also underreported. As COVID-19 vaccines continue to roll out across the country, folks have more and more questions about getting vaccinated. Jan Dubowskis with the healthinsurance.com website says one of the most common questions is whether people will have to pay for the vaccine. The vaccine itself has been purchased by the federal government and distributed throughout the United States. So for U.S. citizens, the vaccine that's being administered is free. The federal government has already paid for it. We paid for it with our taxes. When it comes to finding a place to get vaccinated, she says a rollout is different from state to state. She says it's best to simply Google vaccine sites near me or check with your area health department. James Slippin tells us about another developing story on the East Coast. A manager of a New York City warehouse under arrest now and others may also be facing charges. This following the seizure of millions of fake N95 masks in the borough of Queens. Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz announcing the arrest of 33-year-old Zi Zhang, a Brooklyn resident. He's accused of running the dirty and dusty warehouse in Long Island City where 1.7 million counterfeit N95 masks were found. Not clear if the masks are effective, but investigators say they definitely weren't made by 3M. In fact, some of the masks were allegedly made at the warehouse. In addition, the masks were ready to be sold, prosecutors say, at a marked-up price. The CDC will release guidelines today on reopening schools across the country. Those guidelines expected to recommend protective masks, social distancing, proper hygiene, and building ventilation, and could also address whether teachers would need to get vaccinated. The mayor of Broward in the Broward County area around Fort Lauderdale, Steve Geller, is preparing paperwork to enact a temporary limited curfew for spring break so the country is or the county is ready to react should bars and restaurants ignore social distancing mandates. If we find widespread disobedience during spring break, we will simply enact it immediately. Florida expected to get 325,000 vaccine doses next week. Broward will have 26,000 doses to dole out instead of the usual 17,000. At this rate, Geller expects all seniors who want the vaccine to have the first shot by the end of March. Millions are in the path of that brutal winter storm that is forecast to bring freezing rain and snow from the Ohio Valley to the Mid-Atlantic. Dr. Jeffrey Pellegrino with the American Red Cross calling it a very serious situation as extreme cold exposure claims hundreds of lives each year. The statistic is around 700 people uh, just in the United States a year, and that's their primary cause of death. The storm that made Texas roadways treacherous left at least six dead and knocked out power to more than 100,000 homes and businesses yesterday, and it's moving east. The central Appalachians and parts of Virginia and North Carolina likely to see freezing rain today, leading to icing conditions that could shut down highways for hours. 
The National Weather Service says a storm will drop as much as six inches of snow on the Ohio Valley, the Central Appalachians, and the Mid-Atlantic today. And that accident on Interstate 35, it was a big pileup in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, the freeway, Interstate 35, remaining closed thanks to that wreck that involved, get this, more than 100 vehicles. A police spokesman saying it was difficult to get to the passengers who were pinned inside by the mounting pileup. We can confirm so far we have uh, at least five fatalities. That number has now risen to six fatalities. Dozens of people also had to be treated for injuries. Authorities blame freezing rain and black ice for the accidents. So many vehicles involved, they say, that the crash stretched for more than a mile. Pope Francis celebrating Ash Wednesday at a service in Vatican City. It's a change from doing traditional walks to various churches due to the coronavirus concerns. Traditionally, the Holy Father walks from the Church of St. Anselm to the Basilica of Santa Sabina. However, this year, the Vatican saying the Pope will celebrate Mass and the imposition of ashes on Ash Wednesday at St. Peter's Basilica during a small ceremony with a very few number of faithful presents. And an Alabama death row inmate is still alive thanks to a ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court. Convicted murderer Willie B. Smith set to be executed by lethal injection last night. However, the Supreme Court upheld an injunction saying he can't be executed without his pastor present in the execution chamber. Alabama's prison system saying the execution couldn't go forward due to the ruling after maintaining that non-prison staff should not be allowed in due security issues. A new act is going to protect religious organizations in Arkansas during a state of emergency. Governor Asa Hutchinson signing Act 94 into effect this week. It will limit future Arkansas governor's power on restricting churches during emergencies. The governor there signing the measure coming after he lifted occupancy restrictions on churches last year in response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. And finally, in our news segment, on a Friday morning, the week of Valentine's, Sunday is St. Valentine's Day, or the Feast of St. Valentine. The day celebrated annually on February 14th started as a Western culture, Western Christian feast honoring early saints with similar names. It's now a major cultural, religious, and commercial celebration of romance and love. St. Valentine of Rome, by the way, recognized for his martyrdom, for being sent to prison after performing weddings for soldiers who were forbidden to marry. He was also known for ministering to Christians who were persecuted by the Roman Empire. 14 minutes past the hour. Hope your day is going well. St. Valentine, pray for us. Doug Keck up next on a Friday. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is a Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. No, I didn't want to give up sin. I mean, the reason we sin is because sin is fun. But it's, it's self-love sin. 
but it's amazing with God's grace how easy trying to not sin it really is. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It's a Friday, and that means we check in with Doug Kett, President and Chief Operating Officer of EW10, gives us a little scoop every Friday on the great programming. Boy, Doug, never a dull moment. So much to cover uh, out there, and it all affects us and goes back to, it's like we want to say all roads lead to Rome, and this developing story in New York, of course, tied directly to pro-life issues because we are pro-life from womb to tomb um wow yeah well it's uh it's one of these things that if the mainstream media was doing their job like you in theory they used to do at least at some level i mean they totally have uh kind of uh, walked away from that at all uh would have clearly have been able to find this out uh at the time but so many of these things clearly and we know uh, have been buried and were hidden because they will believe that they would either a help Donald Trump get reelected or hurt Joe Biden, and so all of these things uh, were avoided. It's just like we will we'll start to hear more stories as we go forward. We know about uh, Biden's limitations and things like that uh, mm-hmm. uh, because now they'll become so obvious and they'll become more obvious as people go along and. And I just want to say to the people out there who say, well, it's, you know, it's Joe stuttering and it's like, well, his issues with the language is not a function of stuttering. And anybody who thinks that should go back and look at images and pictures and videos of him just two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And they'll re- realize that it, he was a stutterer back then, too, and he didn't have these problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's so many stories that aren't being told by the secular media. That's why I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to speak about them here. Absolutely. And what's great is you were talking about St. Valentine's Day, you know, coming up on the 14th. And, of course, uh, today is the 12th. It used to be known as Abraham Lincoln's birthday, but we don't do that anymore. Uh, we don't talk about it anymore. Right. And he's 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 on the skids too with a, a lot of the people. Yeah, he's on the canceled these days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the man who gave his life for the country to keep it together and to end slavery. But uh, you know, unfortunately, we have very high standards today that we judge people by retrospectively. So, uh, the issue in my mind is that we also have uh, we just came out of uh, February 11th, Our Lady of Lords, and of course right. we had great programming yesterday. And remember. So we've got great saints like you were saying, Teresa, and that's who we need to turn to. And, of course, Healing, Called by Mary, is a documentary on the journeys of healing at the Grotto, and that's on tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. People can check that out. We've also got the Lord's Virtual Pilgrimage Experience Mm. that people can check out on the 13th. Uh, That's uh, tomorrow at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and that's a re-air, but a lot of people saw that on Thursday the 11th and liked it, or others if you missed it, and then 
We've got a couple of other programs coming up. We've got a new series, a mini-series, five-part mini-series with Father Cedric. Um, the isolation of the pandemic has only intensified the feelings of loneliness as it's real-life, real issues and talking about people suffering and loneliness. And so it's uh, a good timing for this mini-series Father Cedric uh, Pesenia did for us. And also uh, next week, of course, we've got Ash Wednesday programming, mm-hmm. Mother Angelica Live. Susan Tassoni will be on as well, so look for all of that, EW10.com. And if you missed any of our programs, remember, they're all on demand, EW10.com. I did want to mention, Doug, uh, regarding the uh, the story that I'm going to be doing for my um, Fact Check Friday to remind people to watch the, the, the second um, edition of um, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing because I'm talking about the transgender, the gender right. ideology, and the agenda. And you know, this is another thing the reporters are not covering. You've got feminists all over the place that are using their own platforms until they're canceled, and many of them have been canceled, saying uh, what a problem this whole thing is with, with males identifying as girls going into girls' sports. I saw a story yesterday about how, how there's still a disparity with the scholarship money and, and the way girls are treated in sports. Boys already have the advantage, and now they're, they're, they're using this as an excuse to go into girls' sports. I, it, it's so ridiculous and so harmful on a number of levels. Well, I think you nailed it. The problem you have is when you buy into an ideology that's an ideology, and it's not based in science, the problem you have is that you have to live by it. Okay, in and you have to be consistent. So, like you said, to say that there's would be a problem with this indicates that somehow there actually is a difference between, between men male and, and women. Female. Right. And we're not mm-hmm. allowed to think that anymore because that's just something created by society. Okay, then why make a big deal about the first female vice president? That doesn't matter. If there's no difference, then why are we pointing that out? Because there's no consistency when it gets to those kinds of things. Because when it's important that it's the first... Well, well, what about the first woman ref and the first woman Right, into the the Super Bowl. First woman ref, yeah. Exactly. It's like, well, that's a nice thing and nothing wrong with it. But why should that be special uh, if everything is basically the same? Right. And again, I've I've seen some stories recently with uh, those uh, mixed martial arts, which I'm not a big fan of at all. But there's a couple of where this guy's a transgender woman, and he's like fighting women and beating the heck out of them. And I think he's he's cracked two of their skulls. Yeah. I mean, it's insanity. And but again, the, the in order to go and say this is wrong means they open themselves up to questioning their whole ideology, and they don't want to do that. And they're also afraid, because even the people on that side who understand this is ridiculous, they know the mob will turn on them if they say something as well. And that's the idea, is, you know, you get a mob, and and it starts running around. No one controls it. Everybody can be consumed if they say the wrong thing. And they keep moving the bar. It, It keeps moving. Right, again, well, because you, the mob can never be satisfied because once, in, once a, 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 it's like an ad hoc committee whose job is to fix something. Once they fix it, they should go away, but they have power, so they never want to fix it right. or they want to expand it into the next project they want to work on because it's all about power. 
So grateful for EWTN. In, in the first hour, I was speaking with uh, some of our friends who work with uh, marriage ministry, and I know you and, and your wife are very, were very involved in marriage counter as we're digging, right? You're right, right. Deacon Dom and I. And then we were talking with uh, Ken and Sydney Castell uh, from mm-hmm. Couple Prayer. And after the interview last week here on EWTN, they sold I don't know how many dozens of, of DVDs. Oh, good. But good. but but what I'm my point is is that when you have an outlet like this. When people hear good news stories about someone's testimony, about someone's marriage, a situation, the people go and they give back. And so there is this residual positive effect. So with all the negativity out there, the important fact that we, thanks be to God, for now are still here, I don't want people to forget that. Because just in the first hour alone, there were so many stories of people that were changed by things they heard on Catholic Radio. Absolutely. And the people have to remember, as you said, our Lord was up on the cross. He did that for us. He wins. The church wins in the end. We have to go through the vicissitudes of life. Sometimes it's horrible. Sometimes it's not so bad. But it's always going to be changing. We have to stay faithful. That's our job, as Mother Teresa said. Mother Angelica said, and I quote it all the time, the day is coming when you won't be able to sit on the fence. Bishop Sheen said the same thing. You're going to have to choose for Jesus or not. And we're seeing it clearer and clearer as we move along that there's this clear divide between those people who will follow Christ and those who ultimately will follow some sort of Christ's light, Christian light, NPR secularism that ultimately believes there was no original sin, that people are just basically good, and as long as the structures uh, correct all their problems, uh, it'll be okay. The problem is every or- every um, ideology that believes that ultimately realizes in order for that to happen, they have to control people. And since people don't want to be controlled, they have to be controlled by force, and that's where you end up with gulags and re-education camps. Yeah, and that's why it is so, so important to to really support us. And if you can't support us financially, support us in prayer. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I I don't, maybe I'm being paranoid, but I'm, I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before they come after, you know, the, the priests in the pulpit and, and, and those of us who have the pulpit on the airwaves. I, that's I, I, crossed well, my mind they, many times. They are. The issue is, will we let them? And if we continue to remain silent, uh, then we'll only have ourselves to blame. Amen. Thanks, Doug, for your great contributions. A beautiful Valentine's Day to you and yours. And we'll be right back with Fact Check Friday and then Steve Ray. Happy Valentine's. God loves you, and so do we. We'll be right back. Anne is a real GRN listener, so to help tell her story, we hired Open Line Monday host, John Martinoni. I love listening to Catholic Radio on the GRN. Anne is a smart girl. And when I found out that GRN was raffling off a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250, I was like, where do I sign up? Getting even smarter. So, I went to grnonline.com and bought five tickets for $100. That's a stale. Celebrity voice impersonated. Drawing ends March 1st. KATH 910 AM sponsor Sacred Heart Books and Gifts in Dallas is your one-stop shop for all things Catholic. Religious books for all ages, unique gifts for every Catholic celebration, and much more. Our local Catholic bookstores need our support. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is located at the northwest corner of Coit and Campbell Road in far north Dallas. Visit today or call them at 972-250-2100. That's 972-250-2100. 
I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Hi, this is Norma Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My husband Bob and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your current mortgage rate, payment, or term, we can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender in MLS 12901. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning, Friday, February 12th. And appreciate uh, Sherry Brownrig and Vanessa Denhagarmo, who will be filling in for me next week. Deacon Dom and I are taking some time off to be together. Looking forward to that, but I'll be back with Lord Willing on Monday, the 23rd. All right, so today is our Fact Check Friday segment. We're going to look at the story that I discussed yesterday on the program, and specifically in the newscast, regarding the governor of Tennessee and his statements regarding boys identifying as girls and entering into girls sports so the comments that he made earlier this week were happening the same day tennessee lawmakers advanced a bill that would ban boys identifying as girls from playing on middle and high school teams the governor and i completely agree with him uh, is saying and we'll get to that bite in a second that this will literally destroy girls sports it's just going to just decimate it their opportunities for scholarships everything they've worked for what is to stop a boy identifying as a girl and perhaps maybe he's not even strongly with gender dysphoria but saying hmm if I identify as a girl I can get ahead much more quickly than I would if I were competing against other young men so on Fat Check Friday what we try to do is look at the facts that the media choose to regularly ignore on a variety of fronts and a number of stories now uh, there's a lot to say and we've actually done this before in extensive interviews for example with a wonderful pediatrician Dr. Michelle Cretella who is pretty much one of the experts on this topic along with Dr. Meg Meeker we've also talked with her about this extensively in terms of the facts that are being ignored about the damage that the drugs do the drugs that the young people are taking or anyone who wants to quote unquote attempt to change their biology which they can't but the drugs that they are using and taking are very very dangerous not to mention the emotional fallout and also what's happening around the world in terms of people who are not even coming at this from a religious perspective looking at the damage this is doing for example there is a place in Great Britain where people who are working in this medical quote-unquote field if you want to call it that it's supposed to be a place where young children who are struggling with their identity can come they can receive treatment they can be asked questions and then if they want to transition and I'm not supporting this I'm just describing this this particular uh, place in Great Britain then they help them transition but many people who work there have actually quit and are starting to talk about the abuse that's going on they say the claims that they really want to get to the bottom of the situation and find out what's going on with these kids before they agree to give them the drugs and to propose the surgery they're claiming it doesn't happen and they're seeing it as very abusive as well as very political 
So those types of stories, the Dr. Michelle Cretellas, the Dr. Meg Meekers, the folks over in Great Britain who are seeing the abuse of this situation, well, they're not being interviewed. So those are a number of different things that the media are not checking on, which they should be, to give us a full perspective of the story, both sides, right? Now we have this case of boys identifying as girls pushing their way into female sports. So where are the interviews with the feminists? Where are the interviews as to what this will do to all the advances that women have made in sports? And this is the point the governor of Kentucky, Bill Lee, was trying to make at a press conference earlier this week. Take a listen. That bill came uh, in part as a result of an executive order from uh, President Biden, uh, one of a number of executive orders that that came out initially um, when he became inaugurated. And let me just say, I will say that particular executive order is a tremendous overreach of the federal government into into the states. I will say that. I'll also say that I do believe that uh, transgenders participating in women's sports will destroy women's sports. It will uh, ruin the opportunity for girls to earn scholarships. It will put a glass ceiling back over women that hasn't been there. And sometimes I think it's bad for uh, women's sports. It would destroy them. Again, that is a governor of Tennessee making those comments earlier this week at a press conference, the same day his state lawmakers were advancing a bill that would ban boys identifying as girls from playing on middle and high school teams. So questions and the fact check that should be happening with the media and is not. First of all, question I would ask is, I wonder how many girls who are identifying as boys are entering into boys' sports? And if not, why not? See, the media and the Bidens of the world and those who push this agenda on us want to make us think that it's something so, you know, affirming and loving and, you know, we're all about endorsing what people believe and what they want to do with their lives. But they ignore the facts. Why is it that, quote-unquote, girls identifying as boys are not going into male sports? Why don't we see that? Because, first of all, men and women, most importantly, are built differently. They're designed differently. So even if a girl, heaven forbid, is, quote-unquote, trying to change her biology, there's still going to be a difference in terms of she's not going to be able to compete because of the built against boys. I was talking to a a friend of mine about this a couple weeks ago, and she has a son who is a senior in high school, and he's an athlete and doing really well, and he is very very tall and uh, very athletic. And she said, imagine, he's over six feet, just very muscular, imagine, she said, if my son identified as a girl and tried to go into sports, how that would impact her daughters, who are also in sports and very successful, what would happen to them? So where are the facts in this, and how will it affect women's sports? These are not the questions that are being asked, nor are they talking to the feminists here. There are many feminists who are speaking out, but the only time you hear their voices are, for example, on conservative talk shows. There was an interview on Fox News recently about this after Biden came out with this order, and a few of the conservative groups and some other websites But in the stories that I found, in the stories that I was looking at on the Associated Press and some of the local TV stations in Tennessee, 
and some local newspapers. They looked at other laws that are being examined, similar laws that are trying to be you know, pushed through. But they're not talking to feminists and they're not looking at the overall issue. And yet, what are feminists saying? Feminists are speaking out about this loudly and clearly, but they're reduced pretty much to these conservative sites and also their own platforms. And I also came up with, not came up with, but found out about a new acronym, and Andrew found it for me quickly. People who are speaking out about this, especially women, feminists who are speaking out about this, they're called TERFs. This is a new acronym I had not heard of. Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminists. So if you're a feminist and you disagree with boys identifying as girls pushing their way into female sports, then you're called a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So you're radical. However, feminists and women journalists, at least on some platforms, not that we're seeing it in the mainstream, were quick to point out that would mean biologically male students could compete against girls for athletic scholarships to colleges of which almost 6 in 10 are already awarded to male athletes. So men already are ahead of the game in terms of athletics in sports. And so many of these women weighing in. One woman said a sad day for women's sports, and that executive order came out from Joe Biden. Women must compete against biological males at the risk of injury and loss of title thanks to a new Biden executive order. Don't ever tell me this is pro-woman. It's not. It's destructive and malicious. And the media coverage, void as usual of any facts, because they rarely let facts get in the way of an agenda. Very, very sad day for women, for sports, and for all of us. And the media don't do their job. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babich and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. 
This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. That, of course, is our theme music. Every time we have, uh, we call him Jerusalem Jones on the program, although this morning the discussion is going to be a little bit different. So we'll remind folks that he does have some pilgrimages planned for this year, especially to the Holy Land. But he is an amazing guest. He's an apologist, a speaker. And one of the things that he loves to talk about that he doesn't get a chance to do it all that often is his amazing family, beginning with his beautiful wife, Janet. Steve and Janet, amazing couple. I've known them for years. And, and Janet, you know, behind every great man, I say there's a greater woman. And I know Steve would not disagree with that. Steve, the picture you said, along with the discussion we're going to have this morning regarding Valentine's Day and what our church tells us about loving your spouse, that picture should be on every Christmas card, every birthday Valentine's card. Tell us a little bit about the photo, and maybe you can post it on Facebook so people can see it. Well, we went uh first week of January. Our family all went down to South Carolina. We rented two houses because my daughter lives down there, and her husband is a doctor now, and um, he works, by the way, in the COVID wing of the hospital down there in Greenville, South Carolina. And so we all went down there and spent the week together, and we hired a professional photographer. My daughter did, actually. She said this is her gift to the family. Aww. And they took us out to a park in the morning when the sun was right, and she she just uh, spent the and two hours putting us here, putting us there, telling us how to stand. And this is a great picture because it has, and I never thought of this. I've always taken group shots where we're all in a big group together. But she separated the families, and she pulled Janet and I up towards the front, and Janet's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and we're, we're just smiling at each other. And the uh, groups of kids, my daughters and my son and their kids are all in the back, just behind us in groups, all looking and smiling at mom and dad, smiling at each other. And it's really a beautiful picture. Then we, we did individual family shots, and Janet and I with the 18 grandchildren, and uh, then two of the boys had just turned 18, so now I've got two 18-year-old grandkids. It makes me feel old. And uh, they got those guys. They did their That was their graduation picture. They're handsome young men standing there against the tree with their arms folded and all the little kids fighting and wrestling. It was just a beautiful time. And I, I think that it's it's really, I think, um, uh, it demonstrates what we're talking about this morning, yep. married love beyond the honeymoon. When you were there, I was thinking when you were looking at the beautiful photo, that you must have just looked at, wow, God's love, incredible. When you are faithful to him, he is so faithful to us. Right, and I, people always, I think that honeymoons are way overplayed because on a hun- I'm, I'm much more in love now right. than the honeymoon. It's like, is there love after, after the honeymoon? Well, I think it's much better if you, if you do things rightly and you, and you put God first in your life and you make your wife the most important thing in your life, um, then, I look at it now as a honeymoon. You're you're still trying to get to know each other. You're kind of doing this dance of what does she like or not like, and oh boy, I made a mistake there. And you're adjusting, and it's um, not always that comfortable. It's uh, it's nice, of course. You're infatuated. You're in love. You're together for the first time alone like this. Oh my goodness! And, and for those who aren't shacked up ahead of time. 
before the marriage. I mean, this is a delightful way to to be together for the first time. But I'll tell you now that we're married and 44 years. Wow. And I sit in the morning in front of the fireplace and we drink our coffee together. And it's a whole lot better now than it was on the honeymoon. I love being married now more than before. Love changes over time. Where you first meet, you get infatuated, and you're like a giddy little kid, and you can't uh, can't sleep at night. And and then when you get married, uh, in most cases, kids come along and they disrupt everything. And uh, the romance and the, romance, where, what, what, what? And uh, but, but if it's done rightly, the love can continue to grow. And I know, like you and Dominic, you put on marriage prep classes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things that at, at towards the end, my thing is I'm looking forward to when we're 80 or 90 years old sitting on the porch swing watching all the grandkids play and talking about the good old days when we were young and running around too and that those will be days of love much much more than the days of the honeymoon and Janet and I say to each other if we got in a car accident Lord have mercy it won't happen or she gets a disease or I do I'll be honored to push her around in a wheelchair for the rest of her life and that's what that's what real love is that's what it's about it's about a commitment and guess what if you do it right you still get infatuated too yeah, I, I do think, though, given the way the world, as you said, expresses love and looks at love, it's it's a very different uh, vision than the church has, because when you have it from a godly perspective, marriage reflects who God is. So let's start with, there it really is a St. Valentine's. It's it's turned into, you know, this, this holiday for romance and, and whatnot, but who was St. Valentine? We don't know much about him, and they even took him off the Roman calendar because there was so little known about him. Um, but he was from the 300s. There was a St. Valentine's, and he did do miracles, but he also was martyred for that. And um, there was two other St. Valentine's since. And one thing we should realize is this, what we're celebrating now, is not Valentine's Day. It is St. Valentine's Day. And I never knew that until I became a Catholic. And I always refer to it now as St. Valentine's Day. And even though we don't know much about him, there is the tradition of his doing miracles, of him being a great uh, bishop and and a defender of the faith and dying for his faith as a martyr. So we have, um, he's known as the patron saint of love, of young people, happy marriages, and Interestingly enough, also beekeepers, epilepsy, fainting, plague, travelers, and engaged couples. So even though he's, his, um, his story is kind of shrouded in the past, he still is a patron saint of a lot of things. And, uh, and this day really was never celebrated until England about a century ago, where a uh, publisher published a book on poetry for young men to say to young women, to woo them. So the young man would buy this book, and it became uh, popular. And then they, you know, how a lot of things get started as a commercial endeavor, like Father's Day and Mother's Day too. Um, Valentine's then became a day where you passed out cards and you told people they you love them. And but it was originally when it really got started um, about a hundred years ago. It was a book of poetry to woo young women to be your bride. Hmm. So I, I love what you say here. By the way, if you're just joining us on a Friday morning edition, and, and, uh, we're entering into Valentine's weekend. This Sunday is St. Valentine's Day. And normally, well, it's World Marriage Day also. We're wrapping up the week of uh, National Marriage Week, talking about marriage today with our friend Steve Reyes. It's said he's been married 44 years to his beautiful wife, Janet. And I was so glad to see you put this in, in terms of the outline that you sent me for, for this interview. 
in terms of putting God first, the wife second, and the kids third, sometimes couples get that a little bit backward. They put everything, and not that they, well, we shouldn't love our kids and care for our kids, but I remember Pope Francis saying early on in his pontificate, the best thing, and he was telling this to Vatican employees as they were heading out to their Christmas vacation years ago, the best thing that um, you can do for your children, he told the husbands and wives, is to love each other. Let them yes. see your love. And then that really spills over into, into the whole family dynamic. Yes, and I had a very a blessed childhood myself with parents who loved each other. My mom and dad were married for 73 years before my dad died at 94. And my mother is now almost 100. She'll be 100 this year. And, and she doesn't look 100. She's amazing. She's so beautiful. I know, she doesn't. She's we kidnapped her crazy. Uh, her, her skin, out. she looks like, I don't know, like she's 75, literally. I mean, she's gorgeous. I know, gorgeous. people don't realize that she yeah. would, uh, be 100 this year. And um, But I had this great childhood. In, in other words, we never go to school. There's no university you graduate to get your marriage degree before you can get married. But, but you, hopefully you learn it with your parents. It's supposed to be one good family. You learn how to do it so you have the next good family. My mother's family, she was uh, divorced in, two th- in the year 1925, I think it was, when my mom was three years old. And it was a very bad, nasty divorce. And that was really tough back in those days. It is today. But and she went to 13 grade schools. And my mom said she's not going to let happen to her kids what happened to her. So she reversed mm-hmm. that cycle. She didn't propagate it. And so I had that good example. And I, well, we said to, right from the beginning when Jan and I got married that Jesus Christ is always going to be first in our life. And when I say Jesus first, wife second, it doesn't mean, uh, it, it, that sounds funny, but, but in a way what it means is that by putting Jesus first, my wife becomes first. The beautiful thing about the Lord is he's not selfish and jealous in that way. He says, put me first, but now go love your wife (laughs) and put her first because of me. And so the relationship between Janet and I always was around Jesus Christ. When we got married, we had two business points that we were going to, the foundation of our family. One is we were going to prove to the world that a man and a woman could stay married for a lifetime, love each other, and and be intentional disciples of Jesus Christ and, and to demonstrate to the world that you don't have to have serial polygamy where you marry one and divorce and marry again and divorce where you're married for a lifetime and and love it and then the second one was that you could raise good kids who also love jesus and carry it on to the next generation and so blessed be god it's worked for us but it hasn't four minutes it's something that you fight for and that you do and then the kids come along and i always said to the kids you're not going to run this house i'm the head of the house you're not going to dictate things around here and you're never going to yell at your mom or say no you're going to treat her like a queen or you have me to deal with and the thing that you want to keep romance in a home is you have to keep the kids under control because they can destroy that whole romantic attitude between a husband and a wife and get them fighting so i always said to the kids your mom and I were lovers long before you got here, and we're going to be lovers long after you're gone. And if you think you're going to mess that up while you're here, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. Good for you. Well, you Good love you. mom more than you love us, don't you? And I says, you're darn right I do. Wow. I'm, I'm one with her. We are united in marriage. We are one flesh. You guys are going to leave us pretty soon and go find your own spouses. So, yes, of course I love your mother more than I love you, but that doesn't mean I don't love you a whole bunch. <laughs> So I think a lot of people would have a, might have a problem with 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 you saying that. What's your what, how do people react? To well, that? The, the, the fact is, is that I have a covenant relationship with my wife. We've been made one. I'm not that way with my kids. My kids are my kids, and they're our offspring. And I love my kids. My kids never doubted for a moment that I'd do anything. I'd die for them. 
But they also know that mom was had a very special place that they could never have. I sleep with their mother. I don't sleep with them. These the, the reality is is that their mother and I, Janet and I, are one. God made us one, and we're a family. And yes, we are. But the kids are going to grow up, and they're going to walk away and marry somebody else. But guess what? Janet and I are still here, one together. She just blew me a kiss, by the way. Aww. And so. And so that, but um, I don't think people who understand the family would have a problem with that. And they would know what it means, too. The kids knew that they had to their rightful place in the family. They're not the dictators. They're not the ones that are head of the family. They're not going to make our lives miserable. They're going to be a part of the family and constructive and loved, and they're going to love back. It was, and, and I think that's so. And then the romance stays there because uh, the kids then understand who they are and where their place is in the family. Right. Well, it's 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 always so important to make time for each other, and I know you and Janet have gotten yeah. into the habit long before we talked about quality time and date nights in a, in our culture and the whole marriage thing. And and that's one of the things I think that's evident when we do a pilgrimage together, how you put each other first. And and I love traveling with you because you two are such a great example of marriage. We only have about a minute left, so as we wrap up this conversation, I didn't get into one tenth of what I wanted to discuss because it always flies by so quickly with you. And thank you for joining us on this Valentine's discussion. What would you say for folks right now? who may be struggling and don't have a significant other. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned, I put on a newsletter, uh, my Tea's Tea Time newsletter. I, I wrote it for everyone to remind them, wherever you're at in whatever state of life, that God loves you. Your most important love, first and foremost, is God. Right, and I, I, it's two different situations. One where there's an unhappy marriage. Consider today the first day of the rest of your life, and if you've made mistakes, go to your spouse and apologize. Take them out to dinner, take them, do whatever, and apologize and be humble. And if it's a husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church and laid his life down for her. If you do that, your wife is going to respond. And apologize and get things right between spouses. If that, And today's the first day. Start over again. Write him a letter. Tell him how much you love him and how much you... And, and you can work towards getting that relationship back again. You and Dominic did that. Read your mm-hmm. somebody should listen to your story and learn how you did it. But there's a, somebody who doesn't have a significant other, that somebody's died in the family or they haven't found a spouse, or, then you can, in some ways, adopt other people and don't live for yourself. Live for others. Give yourself away. Do things. Get to know other people. Serve them. Help the sick. Take care of the poor. Visit people in hospitals, and you'll find your life very rich and fulfilling by doing that. Beautiful suggestion, Steve. Thank you so much. Wishing you and my dear sister Janet a beautiful Valentine's Day weekend. Look forward to traveling with you again. And uh, CatholicConvert.com is Steve's website. Would you do me a favor and post... Uh, in a blog, if you can, what you sent me, because there's so much great information in, in the rundown for our interview today that I never got to that I think people could benefit from. And put that picture of you guys up there, too, because it's so I'll, I'll put it up for you. All right. Thanks, Steve. CatholicConvert.com. Have a great weekend and a beautiful Valentine's Day with Janet. Give her my love. And also, just a reminder, to check out all of Steve's great work, his apologetic material, his pilgrimages, CatholicConvert.com. We'll be right back. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Over the last 50 years, we've had some of the greatest popes since the Reformation era. 
So why are things such a mess in American Catholicism? How do we analyze and confront the attacks we're facing? How do we identify wolves in sheep's clothing? How do we re-evangelize the baptized? Dr. Ralph Martin makes sense of a church in crisis and shows pathways forward. He'll make sense of a disordered world. Go to AveMariaRadio.net and you'll find it in our online bookstore. The EWTN home video highlight for February is Lourdes with the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word. Go on pilgrimage with Father Joseph Mary Wolf and Father John Paul Mary Zeller to the healing waters of Lourdes, where St. Bernadette first encountered Our Lady and where all are now called to conversion. Order your DVD set at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection and all of our great programming here at EWTN. Don't forget to sign up for my free newsletter, a special Valentine's edition. Just go to TeresaTomio.com. It's Tea's Tea Time. Also coming up on Monday, Gail Buckley with our Bible verse of the week and a special look at the suffering of Jesus on the cross written from a Catholic doctor's perspective. It's an interview I did with Dr. Thomas McGovern and Vanessa Denhagarma. We'll be sharing that with you on Monday. I'm off for a few days and good Lord willing, we'll see you soon. Ciao, ciao. been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Well, howdy there, folks. This is GRN's resident cowgirl, Cecil Anderson here, chatting with you to recruit some car raffle wranglers. Don't think I can keep that accent up, but it's car raffle season. On March 5th, the Guadalupe Radio Network will be raffling a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. This year, we need extra help to keep Catholic Radio on the air. That's why we need raffle wranglers. If you think that you can sell 20 or more tickets to your friends and family, then email us at kath at grnonline.com and we will send you the tickets to sell. Let's do this, partners. 
KATH 910AM welcomes Five Diamond Service as a new sponsor. It's owned by Oscar Castaneda from St. Monica Catholic Church in Dallas. They're a family-owned and operated business. Oscar invites you to contact Five Diamond Service to see how they can help you with any residential, commercial, construction, and post-construction cleaning services. You can visit their website, FiveDiamondService.com, or reach them via phone at 214-317-1055. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.